0: In agon review for the week ending February 14th, now that the farm bill issue has finally been resolved, the ag industry is focusing their attention on yet another long-awaited policy issue. The immigration reform continues to be a hot topic on both the farm and on the Hill, as there is still question on whether or not it will even be brought up this year in the House. But now a new study has shined light on the importance of proper labor reform. The report gauging the farm sector's sensitivity to immigration reform finds that an approach to agricultural labor reform that solely focuses on immigration enforcement would raise food prices over five years by an additional 5 to 6 percent and cut the nation's food and fiber production by as much as $60 billion. An update to a study conducted eight years ago, the report was commissioned by the American Farm Bureau Federation and found that the best scenario for farm labor reform for consumers and farmers is one that includes immigration enforcement, a redesigned guest worker program, and the opportunity for skilled laborers currently working in agriculture to earn an adjustment of status. That would have little to no effect on food prices, and the impact on farm income would be less than 1%. However, under the enforcement-only scenario, the report shows fruit and vegetable production would be the hardest hit, with fruit production plummeting by 30 to 61 percent and vegetable production declining by 15 to 31 percent. In addition, the study also shows livestock production in the U.S. would fall by 13 to 27 percent. American Farm Bureau Federation President Bob Stallman says the bottom line of this study is this. We either import our labor or we import our food. And now time for some good news, as Randall Wiseman spoke with the chairman of the U.S. Meat Export Federation regarding beef exports.
1: We all know beef exports have done fantastic the last two years. Actually, go back to 2012 when we talked about how great they were then. 2013, first 11 months uh, just continued, didn't it?
2: Yeah, uh, by the end of November, we had already eclipsed the uh, value of the 2012 record that we saw. Um, We're pretty sure that we'll exceed $6 billion of meat exports, red meat exports, on the beef side in 2013. What do you contribute a lot of that to, then? Well, I, I, you know, being chairman of the MEF, I'm going to contribute to what we do. I mean, you know, the mission statement of putting uh, red meat on the world's table. But I think, uh, you know, it's the product that we here in the United States produce, a safe, wholesome product that uh, we eat, that uh, we know is safe, and that we put a face on that we can export to our customers overseas.
1: Obviously, you all do a lot of work, and and we're talking beef. But that goes with uh, pork. I mean, you all, in other words, U.S. Meat Export Federation, you all represent so many facets of the ag industry.
2: We do. I mean, we represent beef, pork, and lamb. But then there's also a diverse uh, membership of uh, nine sectors that we represent. I mean, corn, soybean, um, farm organizations, farm supply uh, service organizations, uh, packers, exporters, you know, uh, nine diverse members all coming to one, as I said, to put red meat on the world's table.
1: Fantastic. Of course, when it comes to beef, a lot of folks think about a lot of other countries out there. Let's start with one. Let's start with Japan. We realize that uh, it has been a, a big country for us as far as uh, exports for many, many years. We got good news from
2: them in releasing that 30-month restriction. Uh, are we
1: continuing to do
2: more with it? Oh, most definitely. You know, we've seen exports to Japan up over 50% this year, as you stated, uh, since we released 30 month and under there the first part of February. We will exceed uh, pre-BSE levels here next year. So I think that is huge of what we've done there and uh, continue to work there. And, you know, I happened to be in Japan this last summer and, you know, still very savvy. They love the consistency of the product that we get them. They love the taste. But it's a competitive market out there. You know, there's a lot of other countries that want to get in there. But, you know, the Japan uh, customer has been very cognizant of the the product. product the quality of product that we export to them they want to be have that and they like it and so we will continue to work with them and and be a part of that but you know uh, putting that face with the product that we export to them is very critical right now
1: Let's jump to another country. What about China? They are a country where we seek very diligently. I guess
2: you could say we've been out of China since two thousand three. The BSE issue. Um, in the past eighteen months, we have seen what China has been importing from other countries, and it is phenomenal. We need to get back in that. Hopefully, we will see some uh, some movement there. Maybe in the second quarter. Hopefully, in the third quarter of this year. Uh, we just want to we want to get back in that country. No doubt, Russia well we we were out of that uh, in February of two thousand and thirteen. Uh, beta agonist issues there. We are continuing to try to open that market, but uh, you know it it's unfortunate that we have federally approved practices, whether it be implants, feed additives, whatever, that we can use here in the United States that foreign governments will say no we don't want them we don't want any trace of them we will don't want any residue so we are working with them i mean we're supplying information they are open to conversation so uh, we're hoping that we can get that market open as well back open
1: i realize you guys spend a lot of time in some of these other countries what do you feel the reception is for U.S. beef in some of these countries that we've been talking about?
2: Oh, it's tremendous. I, you know, any trade missions that I've been on or promotional activities, and I've been on quite a few with, with MEF, every country is very receptive of it. I think... What we have to understand is the cultural differences that other countries have, and we have to understand that here in the United States. It's not that you know you and I can sit down and have a, each of us have a ribeye. That same ribeye in Japan, the way they prepare it in a slice would feed a family of four. And we have to understand the preparation, the different cultures that other countries have, and how they want product prepared and how they want it shipped to them. Bottom line, what do you want producers out there, individual producers, to know about what it is you all do? Well, I think it's just adding value uh, to all the beef, pork, and lamb that we produce here in the United States Um, and trying to put red meat on the world's table good deal well mark it's always good
1: mark it's always good to talk with you about these type of things now obviously usmef if they'd like more you do have a website they can get it right
2: yes i mean you can go to usmef.org and uh, there's a lot of information there and uh, you know any producer that would like to attend a meeting or want more information contact them in denver or contact myself Uh, my email is on there too but we do whatever we can
0: But for this week, we go back to the immigration issue with these thoughts from Everett Greiner.
3: Now, here's a feature four-page article about illegal immigrants and the job they take away from American workers. What I read was domestic construction and farm workers, mostly farm workers. Now, whoever wrote that article didn't do a lot of research. Most field workers come from Mexico. They don't replace Americans. They do the work Americans won't do. As I read this critical article, I wondered if the author had thoughts about computers. Computers have replaced more working people than agriculture. Those were jobs that Americans did do and depended on, and they'll never come back. They'll continue to disappear. Meanwhile, half the food we consume is handled somewhere along the way by a migrant worker. Those who constantly harp about migrants, I'd suggest you just wait. Maybe somebody will develop a computer that can pick beans and tomatoes.